0: Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I was lying in my hospital bed when a strange man came and took a selfie with me. Emma.
1: And I'm the somber five remains of Leo King, resurrected by Grey to stand trial for my own murder. Connor, so what we got coming up this week, Emma?
0: Well, we take another trip to Mostly Ghostly. We play E20 in reverse, and we're bringing back out the Ouija board. And of course, we have your roundup. But first, here's the jingle. We've been working, working in the vague. Late one night, when, when our, our eyes, eyes beheld a soapy sight, sight, the ghost of Dan and Mel did rise. And suddenly, to our surprise, they did the mash. The, the E-20,
1: E20 mash. They did the mash. They made the glasses smash. They did the mash. They, they, the the mash. they, they stole the Max's cash. cash. They did the mash. The E20, E-20 mash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we might as well kick it off with movie. I hate it. I'm not enjoying it.
1: I'm not. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> we are that Nicky Graham meme. Like we just are. Like I can't listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, destroy it. I'm not gonna slay it. I'm just gonna say, movie is just not our cup of tea. No, it simply isn't. We find it morally, spiritually. Mentally, physically, repulsive. <laughs> 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 I did love how this whole storyline started to emerge, like this week with like Jean talking about how she knows the Queen. Yes. No one worried about her delusions.
0: No, um, the Queen is always. To be fair, the Queen has been to Walford before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jean's best friends with her, apparently Jean's best so, friend. Pen- yeah. or oh, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Who are we to judge? <laughs> Can you imagine, like Jean just like being like, so this is a picture of me and my best friend on a night out. And it's like her and Elizabeth. They've <laughs> <laughs> both got like yoga bombs in their hands or something.
0: <laughs> It'll be Lizzie to Jean.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: So this week uh, kicked off with Cat um, being us, really. Um, yeah. I think we really are slate as a heart, and this proved it when she was like. Breakfast on the balcony. Hashtag live in the dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all do it as well, don't we? We Let's all do real, it. Everyone. Let's be real. If you've got exes, ex-friends, you know, ex family members, we all do that. We all look at their Facebook <laughs> or their Instagram and we all hate on them. We all hate. On, makes us feel slightly bad for a moment, then we realise the reason why we don't like them is because they're in sunny Spain and we're nowhere near it.
0: <laughs> I love it, it makes you feel better, but actually, they're having a fantastic time. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I loved cats like Facebook Stalk and it was just everything. I was like, I just loved it because I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts that Ruby was that kind of girl, the kind of girl who hashtags living the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, she's that kind of girl who takes, like, selfies of her legs, you know, when she's, like, by the pool.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
1: Or, like, on the be- on the beach. She's that kind of girl. And she'll put something like, hashtag YOLO, hashtag Memories are perfect, or something like that. <laughs> Memories are <laughs>
0: you know that common hashtag (laughs) memories are perfect
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just suddenly become robotic memory cells are perfect (laughs) it also reminds me of
0: uh, to agnes i leave memories good (laughs) and bad (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: yes hashtag living the dream hashtag leaving memories the good and the bad <laughs> you know she'd be one of those people who post one of those daft like hallmark quotes and it will be saying like "Those don't uh, cross oceans for those who <laughs> wouldn't cross a puddle for you be something like that you know how I feel about <laughs> <laughs> she
0: totally is <laughs> and I bet she puts those like I could have had worse Mondays and she puts a picture of the yes! beach <laughs> <laughs> yes well i am having a worse monday okay ruby
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love how she's just living her best absolute best life i'm also dancing at the same time he really is like um the best life she could possibly ever have in the middle of a pandemic
0: oh yeah you know you wouldn't think there's a pandemic on with ruby (laughs) (laughs)
1: thousands dead but who cares because ruby's living her best life she's hashtag living the dream
0: she's literally saying living the dream um memories are perfect (laughs) and i'm like whoa there's a pandemic on ruby i don't think anyone's living the dream this year
1: Yeah, she's the only one doing so. She's loving this. She's like one of the four horsemen, isn't she? She's pestilence. She's like, well, I've done my job. I've spread the (laughs) plague. Like, I'm not accusing her
0: of anything,
1: but. (laughs) (laughs) But she caused COVID.
0: (laughs) There's a chance. I mean, she's living the dream while the rest of us are locked in.
1: (laughs) Just saying. Really, let's just realise, let's remember this. Her and Martin, they were only just starting to get together. He was only just starting to live with her when lockdown happened. (gasps) I'm telling you, she did this deliberately. She's (laughs) unleashed this plague so that she could get Martin closer, lock him in with her.
0: (laughs) Those who release plagues live the dream.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag memories are perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let the plague get you down. Something like that.
0: Some of you are having bad days. But remember.
1: I'm living the dream. I'm living the
0: dream. <laughs> and it'll Sometimes have those
2: hearts when...
1: and flowers and maybe the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the ocean. It's
2: Definitely. always the
1: ocean. Sometimes you have to you have to go through nightmares to live the dream. <laughs> That's what it'll be. That's her quote.
0: Who needs friends when you can have their husbands?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I love this. Should we just turn this kind of segment into just, into just quotes? Inspirational quotes by Connor and Emma.
0: <laughs> what brings a friendship together is sharing one man. <laughs> never two, Emma, never two, Connor. <laughs> That's Good time.
1: That's the <laughs> thing to live by. Well, Jean's worried, isn't she? Because Stacy basically thinks her and Rube, like, that's over, but her and Martin, that's still going to happen.
0: Yeah. As it should.
1: I mean, as it should. Shame that Kat's Facebook stalking has revealed something.
0: Yeah, but at this point, they don't tell us what.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, we all knew. We all knew. <laughs> We all knew because it was in the clip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's Hope's birthday tomorrow. It is. So obviously, I mean, family man, Martin, bound to be round. And Stacey's absolutely convinced. She knows that he's going to turn up and that they're going to get together and everything's going to be wonderful, just like we all wanted. Well, I know that we definitely did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we do. And we do. Um, we have
1: to stand by our cousin. We have to stand by our God. fan fiction cousin.
0: We do. Gotta stand by our family. <laughs> <laughs> um so Jean suggests because Stacy's now gonna run out to the car, see Martin, and reveal that she's still in love with him, if not, loves him even more.
1: Wow. Nothing because, turns her on, Oh like, I know.
0: Because, <laughs> because what he done, oh she loved that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Jean suggests that Kat pretend she has a cough. And can't smell a biscuit, so they can go into self isolation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can I just say, I adore that Jean's plan, her master plan to prevent Stacey's heart being broken, is to fake COVID. <laughs> I love it. As soon as you said it, I was like, "Why am I absolutely living for COVID fake act, Jean?" I know like, I am. Just everything. <laughs> Sorry, I can't come in today. Got COVID <laughs> every day.
0: Cat <laughs> uh, can't smell a biscuit again this morning.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's had COVID three times. <laughs> <laughs> so, before they can stop her, before they can quarantine the whole house, Stace runs out to see Martin, doesn't she? She does. Oh, it's awkward though, cause then. And she says, "I get why you lied about sleeping with Sonia. I mean, she must be the only one who gets why he's he lied about sleeping with. Son- with no one who's watching ever ever understood why he did that lie. That makes no sense. Still doesn't. <laughs> but bless <no>. her heart. And <laughs> obviously did something for Stace. But, but." The little thing that Martin's got going on with Ruby. Oh, it's no longer a little thing, is it, Emma? Well, I think, firstly, he
0: has a cheek. Because he says, well, she hasn't said anything. Sorry, Martin. I'm sorry. Did you give her a chance at any point to say any of this? Because I don't think so. Yes. Can I just
1: say, I think Martin needs a good blooming... You know, caning or something. Slepping Dan. Slapping Dan, yeah. Because he's trying to shift all the blame onto Stacey for all of this. This is all his doing. And he's always
0: like, I'm protecting my family. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't remember sleeping with Sonia, then sleeping with Ruby to be protecting your family. And then not seeing your kids for a year. And then crying over not seeing them, seeing them for 20 minutes and going off on holiday.
1: (laughs) I mean, I just love it. I just love this insanity. (laughs) (laughs) This is madder than Mad Doctor May. And we all remember how mad she was.
0: Oh, Mad May.
1: Love Mad May. (laughs) Give me back my baby!
0: (laughs) 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 I love the... the... (laughs) Sorry, that's me pretending to be fire. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was the explosion that blew up the miller's house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was it, like very vicious or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> it <was> very anticlimactic <laughs> she managed her.
0: to get that out with a fire extinguisher <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah in reality she didn't cause an explosion at all just a tiny little fire yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually on the run so Ruby decides to rudely interrupt Martin and Stacey's moment where Martin's obviously blaming Stacey um, for something she didn't do and Ruby decides to go, well, aren't you going to carry me over the threshold? I have so
0: many things. Yeah. And I know you do
1: too. Yeah, oh, well, absolutely. Tons. Firstly,
0: he's a bigamist. Because actually, I don't remember them getting divorced at all.
1: Not officially. Not I officially. I remember now, I remember the divorce papers being served. But 100%. not
0: being signed and all the other stuff. And then COVID happened. So, I mean, that would have delayed everything anyway. Exactly. Exactly, Emma. And then he clearly doesn't love Ruby because he said if Stacey had told him sooner. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, <laughs> why did you I mean, get married in the first place? So, what? Yes. yeah, what is this marriage? And did they actually so, sign anything officially? Did they go to the town hall like uh, Rainey and Stuart did and actually have to sign it? Are they legally married?
1: Well, I don't think they did go there because they looked like they literally just stepped off the plane, got in a taxi, came home. So they're technically, they have not yet signed, and I'm going to say that without a shadow of a doubt, they have had no time to sign and their registry or whatever it is that you have to sign when you get married. They have not done that. And you have to do that if you get married abroad. And one thing we, we've
0: brought up a few times. Um, mm-hmm. Ruby's two lines, she says, at least once a day. <laughs> I don't want to get married and I don't want kids. For someone who for someone who was against marriage and didn't want to marry
1: Max. Was it just Max she didn't want to marry? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, is it just Max? Because she kept saying to him every week, didn't she? It was like, Max, I'm not the kind to settle down. You know how this is. I might have you know a girl join us tonight i might you know decide that i want to be with a different man tomorrow like that's kind of how i flow and we all like that ruby we were fine with that ruby but but this ruby seems to be completely different to that ruby yeah bizarre (laughs) bizarre heartbroken stacy returns home and hope's birthday comes round isn't it emma it does, it does. Martin, who hasn't seen his girls in a year, <laughs> decides to just leave Hope's presence on the doorstep after running off to a different country and getting married without telling her.
0: Exactly,
1: because, you know, it's that. that, obviously what you do. You know those mugs like Dad of the Year and things like that, or the best dad in the world, yeah. and thinks like that Martin's not getting one of them for Father's Day. <laughs> you know he's not going to get that. He's going to get a lump of coal. There's no way. How can those girls like their dad when he's, like, basically disinterested? I mean, their party
0: was literally on the same day as Hope. There's no way that wasn't deliberate either.
1: Yeah, how did Martin not go, oh, well, you know me, little girl's birthday's that day? Can we not, like, have the engagement party? Or, like, the marriage party or whatever the heck it was? (laughs) Like, another day? No, no, Martin. (gasps) You just let your wife...
0: Why are they having a party in a pandemic? I know, I
1: know. Uh, rule I know. of six, please. Yeah, I love it. I mean, like, I, I expect if they if this was filmed before those rules came in, I expect, I expect that bulletin at the beginning. I expect <laughs> the woman from BBC to say to me, these scenes were filmed before the changes to the rules in the COVID legislation." Like, I love you those. I, mean? I miss those. I, i expect that disclosure before that because this is so weird ruby's just acting as if there is no plague that's going on and it's just bizarre because she's just like i'm going on holiday i'm living my dream life i mean you know dreams don't last forever ruby so just keep that in mind um you know living my dream life and like holidaying it up with my new husband going to get married won't have lots of people there because there's a plague but then I'll throw a party afterwards when I get back from abroad when you're meant to quarantine oh yes I haven't done that either have they? exactly they didn't even quarantine and I know those rules were in by the time this was filming so <laughs> Connor I'm knows. I know <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I would like to see I would like to see a Sonia Stacy team up and, like, yes. because they must be really annoyed about this. Because if you think about it, Sonia got dumped by Martin because he loved Stacey. But then he went and got with Ruby. And then Stacy got told about the whole Sonia thing before it actually even happened. And because, yeah. um, obviously, he was lying at that point. And then I would just love seeing them team up and be against them. Do
1: you know what I want? Get their T- revenge. I want, because we all know that Ruby's going to, like, team up with Suki. That's the latest news, oh, isn't it? hmm They're going to team up and try and take down Slayers. What if Suki and Stacy, who have very similar energies, by the way? Yes. Secretly form an alliance.
0: Ooh. Oh, what about the three S's? Sonia, Suki, Stacy?
1: Oh, my God. Triple that S. That is perfect. Triple S. Yes. They're... S Club Seven. <laughs> <laughs> S Club Three. <laughs> yeah. The others, the others were too busy. They're
0: Eastenders Angels. <laughs>
1: Love
0: that. And what is Ruby's problem with Stacy? Because this has all technically happened before Stacy stole the money. Well, before I... she knew Stacy
1: stole the money. So
0: I don't understand what a sudden vendetta against the Slaters is.
1: It is really weird. It's disturbing how quick this like hatred's come about. Yeah. Like, I can I just say Ruby's a little bit precious about her money, right? She's a little bit precious about her blood money. Because that is what that is. Make no mistake. Johnny Allen made his living a certain way. He was a big-time gangster. All of his properties were used for, like, selling drugs or and, you know, ordering hits and things. Like, that's how he made his money. Ruby is precious about, like, a couple grand that's been stolen off her from Stacy, A couple grand from money made from other people's misery, <laughs> death, all those things. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I don't know where your hatred comes from. Because that is just insane.
0: I thought they were bankrupt now as well. So I how know. are they <laughs> <Yeah>. doing <laughs> all this? still
1: afford a holiday. Holiday, <laughs> wedding, party. She's the, can I just say, Emma, she's the wealthiest poor person I've ever met. <laughs> but I'm poor, Martin. That's why I had to buy the Chanel bag. Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? I wanted Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just have to settle for a £1,000 bag <laughs> over a two grand one <laughs> I mean come on Ruby you are not poor so you have no reason to be this spiteful towards Stacy, especially especially given your history she supported you through your rape Martin didn't he thought you were a liar oh my god just, just getting a bit overwhelmed here am getting no. a bit overwhelmed Same. <sighs> I mean, obviously, this is all in (laughs) jest. We're not actually crying. (laughs) (laughs) I still feel like I have to make those disclosures. a bit like that woman at the beginning of the BBC. Everything you're about to hear is just comedy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's all comedy. We know it's a TV show. We're just having a laugh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to start sending death threats. So Please don't send. Don't be harassing the actress who plays Ruby. She's a fantastic actress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I loved her on Strictly. <laughs> oh, she's,
1: she's good on Strictly. That's
0: been fabulous. Hey, fabulous. can I just say Maisie's going to be good on Strictly, isn't she? I know you can write.
1: Right
0: I'm you very excited. That. And she's got a good partner. It's just as for last oh. year when Gorka didn't get a partner. Anyone who doesn't watch watch Strictly, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Gorka <laughs> is I'm a professional dancer. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. I love it so. As I said, Martin's just going to drop off some presents, isn't he? Yeah. Just going to drop off some presents. And Stacey being the bigger person in this situation, I actually think this is such a big move for someone who's just lost her husband, the father of her kids, to her best friend, or ex-best friend now, to be like, why don't you just come in?
0: I know, because you wouldn't want to do that, would you?
1: No, listen. I come from a family that has two different dads, um, and let's just say they wouldn't have all been invited round at the, you know, at the same time. They wouldn't have been having like tea at me mams. So I can't imagine that any normal person would be like, "Come on in, my ex lover and his new lover." Who was my best friend? who was my best friend. Like I can't imagine anyone be like that. So that just shows how big Stacey's been trying mm. to mend this bridge. But of course, that doesn't last long, does it, Emma? Because. <laughs> Ruby takes a sledgehammer to that peace treaty and just smashes it, smashes it to pieces. That bridge that Stacey's trying to build, now nah, washed away by a massive tidal wave. Because Ruby turns around and is basically like, ah, oh, can't. <laughs> sorry, sorry. we got to go back to the club because we've got a wedding party or whatever it is to host. Isn't that right, Martin? And you can see that Martin just
0: wants to go in. Yeah, you can see Martin wants to go and spend time with Hope. But he's he he just didn't he didn't know, he didn't even stand up and say anything. I'm it's really so confused sad. about all this. What is happening? Like I'm so confused because Ruby doesn't want Martin seeing like the Slaters, but he does want to see them and then but he's still married her anyway and then we know next well, not next week's roundup but next week is in episodes. Yes, he sent that us. she's going to start meddling with Kush as well. Who's his best friend? Like, is Ruby up to something? Is there a plan here? I
1: don't know.
0: I literally don't know where this and where's this is the going. hatred come from. You know, I where where don't know. It's when so I said gangsta- when we said gangster Ruby, we did not mean this. <laughs>
1: exactly, we didn't. We meant gangster Ruby with her own separate storyline, as that wasn't targeting her friends. And so the she could who still, yeah.
0: So she could still actually have friends, yeah. Like, who would turn up to their party anyway? Like, I'm not being funny, I love but that, yeah. their friends so are the talking. Slaters, and they're obviously just not anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, wronged all of the Slaters, but expects the rest of the square to come. I would turn up to someone's party if I was kind of like mutual friends with them or something, and then found out that they had like just <laughs> like betrayed their best friend. I wouldn't be looking to like you know, shack up with them and be besties. And also, uh,
0: uh, Whitney found out she was not guilty on the same day, so everyone went to see her instead.
1: Exactly. Thanks, Whit. (laughs) You did us proud. So, being the, you know, the Slater's, our cousins, our relatives from our our family, family. they decide, Hope's pie's not bouncing, so (laughs) why don't we go to rubies and steal some champagne. Wahey! So they do and Stacy creeps under the desk because she suddenly is interrupted in her, the middle of her thievery by Ruby and Martin. And this scene I'm going to just dissect with Emma because everything from the language to the facial expressions to the dress code was incredibly disturbing <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know this is a halloween special but i wasn't expecting to be traumatized <laughs> so <laughs> what did you think emma of husband wife well uh- did you not think that they come across like puritans you know, like you know, like, back in, like, the good old days, like, back when it was, like, 1802 or something, and the Puritans were, like, living in little villages across the sea. Like, did you think, like, that's how they would have talked? You know, like, come to me, husband. Come to me, wife. Like, it really was like that, wasn't it? I was expecting him to be like, all right, Thomaston, All right, have you turned the butter? Like, I feel like, I feel like that's what the were channeling. Like, Puritan porn. <laughs> come, come, husband, to our marriage bed, the desk. <laughs>
0: come to me, husband.
1: I was literally expecting, like, hokey porky music to come on, you know, like in the background for their, like, porn music. <laughs> bum, 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 ba-da, bum, ba-da. I don't know what that <laughs> music is, but you get the idea. <laughs>
0: like the really odd stuff, like um, like the hillbilly style. Yeah, stuff, yeah? yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, husband. it was a very odd way to do a greeting, husband, wife. Didn't but it... also, I was like, mm, I mean, you got two wives, which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I think you'll find this country has laws against bigamy, Martin. Um, <laughs> I just, I love... I just love that that scene where she's like should we christen the desk husband I'm like this is not sexy No, this is not sexy whatsoever I don't know who'd bought you to do this but this is not sexy you've been watching too much puritan porn <laughs> I love that I'm poking at the same time I feel time. like she <laughs> should have <laughs>
0: wrote him a letter dear husband would you like to christen the desk love wife
1: and then Martin, Martin gets suddenly a delivery from Dickensian church. And she goes, dear Martin, oh sorry, dear husband, would you like, would you care to christen the desk? Love, wife.
0: <laughs> then she'll go back obviously with his letter. Yeah, with his reply, yeah. Dear wife, <laughs> I, your husband... Would love to christen thy desk. Love, husband.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine it as well? Because then if she got it wrong, mom would be like, you've, you've probably ruined, ruined the, the whole of, of
0: my, my life. life. <laughs> Friend and podcast host,
1: would you like to continue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, she then decided to follow up all of the weird porn Puritan language with, You've been a naughty boy. Oh. <laughs>
0: do you remember before lockdown when they had that creepy call where I was like, you're his boy."
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is creepy.
0: <laughs> and she was like, do I have to come down and like punish you or something? And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's
1: awful. Like, do I need to give you a, a bit of a reduction in your pay because you've been a naughty boy? And then like, she went,
0: do you want to Do you want me to give you a slap and <laughs> I
1: mean, it's so weird and then then we get on to the choice of wardrobe in this scene mm. we've we've talked about the conversation the wardrobe scene martin literally just drops his trousers <laughs> just... <laughs> and it, it's just something else it's it's like, you know, when you see streakers. And streakers just, like, just they just don't. rip the clothes off. They're, like, velcro. I was like, Martin, when did you become a porn star? It was, like, a scene from porn, wasn't it? I, I know I see this all the time in these scenes. Like, I seem to see it all the time now. But that was, like, a pornographic scene where she's, like, come to get your paycheck. And then he's, like, just drops the trousers. Absolutely. Absolutely no foreplay, no love language, nothing like that. Just straight into it. Let's just crack on. Down to business. <laughs> it was the pants dropped. <laughs> ah! It was just ah! It was Stacy's face as well, but the pants she just went was <laughs> that the horror <laughs> Stacy's horror was our horror I feel. I feel like she did the same face that I did. It was like wide-eyed, shocked look. Creeped out by the puritan porn language, <laughs> <Stop> like <laughs> it's just everything.
0: <laughs> so Stacey um, packs up her bottles. Enough she goes because uh, no one wants to see this.
1: No, I love it. It was like terror, terror that like sprung her up wasn't. It? She's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've just came to look for some bleach, and now I'm going. <laughs> like it was like that. Exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> But Ruby's not going to let her get away, is she? She just wants to have a few words with Stacy before, before it ends, before she scuttles off. And those few words begin with her bragging about splashing out on her wedding party that no one's going to come to. <laughs> I was just like, again, you can't really play the victim of being poor because it's like splashing the cash. What's left of it? And it's like...
0: I did love Stacy though, when she was like, Uh, If I knew there was this much, I would have spent more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's going on as if she's like destitute and a pauper. She's like, please, sir, penny for my guy. (laughs) Like, eh, Ruby, you are not that poor.
0: And let's be real, on the square... It's normally a hundred grand and this is only 40. Yeah. This is nothing to the rest of them.
1: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so poor. It's not like I've got a house, a business, uh, or a few businesses really, and a couple million, only a couple million. <laughs> it's the right. way she's got all this stuff. She's still
0: managing to run our business and everything. She's still got loads of money to splash on a wedding and a holiday. And But according <laughs> to her last week or the week before, she was bankrupt she had nothing absolutely zilch she couldn't even afford for martin to go to the aquarium
1: (laughs) she couldn't even afford seven pound fifty that's how bad it was
0: (laughs) it was so bad she did an insurance scam where martin (laughs) got hurt and martin still doesn't know that his new wife is part of the cause for him going into hospital yeah hmm (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Ruby, Ruby knows there's something though, as Stacy's trying to leave, doesn't she? Um there's a strange sound <laughs> emanating from from Stacy's bag. <laughs> and as she says it, bleach does it come in glasses now? And I give me a little idea, Man. I Ooh. think we should go into business. I think we should make glass bottles for bleach because ultimate weight recycle. A thousand times better, isn't it? That is such a good idea. Ruby's really... She should be on Dragon's Den, Ruby. Because that's a good idea. Glass bleach. Well,
0: if she's not going to go for it...
1: I think we should we take should it. We should just do it. Yeah. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, all the payback. <laughs> <laughs> E20's bleach. I love that. Get rid of all the stains and troublesome movie couples that you don't like.
0: That's Perfect. Perfect. exactly what people need, and also what we could do is at the end, like when you've yeah. when, once you've finished the bottle, because a big thing that we brought up in Redwater is everyone smash smashed the glasses. Yep. Smash your glasses.
1: Smash your glasses.
0: It could be <laughs> smashable at the end. There you go. Perfect. Smashing for you and me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it because that cat, also appears... Looking for bleach, just looking for a bleach. It took three people to try and
0: find this bleach, you know. True, (laughs) and Mo doesn't care. She's just, like, got all the bottles hanging out of her coat.
1: I know, I love that. Sorry, I've got a date with Fat Elvis. Exits. (laughs) I loved when Stace had a go at Martin as well, did you? Yes. Where she was like, must have been weird for you, Martin, being a family man, having no one at your wedding. And I was like... Thank you Stacy thank you. thank you we've been seeing this for ages
0: and also being a family man I have to say family like that <laughs> must be weird not going to your daughter's birthday after you cried a couple of weeks ago because you only got to spend 10, uh, 20 minutes with her
1: I mean that is odd I don't know what's going on in that man's head I, I mean I'm scared to, to think what's going on in that man's head because <laughs> personally I think he's been taken over by some sort of like evil Kandarian spirits Because there's no way that is the same Martin who was in the cafe with Ruby, uh, with Stacey and then going to see Ruby and saying the same lines to both of them that he, you know, wants to spend time with his daughters. He hasn't seen them for ages. (laughs) He seems to not give a toss now.
0: I've cracked it, Connor. Oh. It's Marvin. It's dark Marvin.
1: Makes sense, Emma. Well done. His evil twin
0: brother who pretends to be him.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. That's where they're going with it. They've actually just took some of our fan fiction. Imagine, (laughs) imagine.
0: (laughs) I mean, Raymond's back. I mean, I know. (laughs) 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 I
1: just love it because Stacey then hammers it home because she's like, there was kids everywhere at my wedding, and it's like, "Mm." but Ruby says this. Well, uh, last time I checked, a wife was family. And anyway, it's not the exes that matter. It's the ones that last. Well, you might want to tell that to Frank and like Peggy and Pat. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a little scenario where Pat had been a Frank's ex, but he always loved her more than Peggy, his current wife at the I time. I think
0: that's what they're going for here. I think they're going to do something like that.
1: I mean it's just obvious at this point, isn't it? That like mm. Martin does not Martin's not with Ruby for, for Ruby. No. He, he loves Stacy for whatever reason. We I do not even yeah. imagine it's like sex.
0: We don't actually know.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like Stacey says, Why are you with her? Like you know where they go in the back room where Martin's like, right, we're gonna sort this out now. And like he's very serious. He goes back there and she's like, This ain't you, Martin. And then he has, the, he has the absolute cheek to be like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, meaning what? And I'm like, well, Martin, let's just cover it. You and Ruby, you not seeing your kids. Doc you being Martin. Uh, a, a head of security. Oh,
0: yes, yes, head of security.
1: <laughs> you giving up on your dad's, like your family's fruit and veg stall. With your brother before you worked.
0: Enjoying debt collecting.
1: Yeah. Enjoying debt collecting. Sleeping with Sonia. Yep. Living it up whilst your family are poor aren't struggling. Uh-huh. Like he went. Uh, he was in mind, the dream. Like,
0: they're his kids that Stacey's looking after. She needs the money for. I mean, she's clearly not spent all the money on them. I, yes. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> we know she's bought a lot of other things. But, you know... Some of this money could go to good use and it could help our family and his children.
1: Can I just say, I don't think that Martin pays child support, you know? I don't. I've come to that conclusion. I feel like Cush might. Oh but yeah. I don't feel like Martin does.
0: Cush is a good th- guy.
1: Yes. Long story short, the party was cancelled, no one turned up, and that's it.
0: So Phil starts his week with a plan. He wants to get Raymond back. But Ben reminds him he can't really just go back on adoption.
1: Well, I mean, Sonia and Martin did. And that's that all worked out fine, hasn't it? Oh, wait. Where's Bax again? <laughs> that's right. They've forgotten all about her. She didn't exist.
0: <laughs> he packs his sandwiches and off he goes. And Ben fills Callum in on all the details. But little does he know. Lexi's listening in.
1: I adore this because it reminds me of like every little kid. You know, like whenever family were like having secret conversations, (laughs) any kid would listen in. Any kid would. (laughs) And Lexi does just that and decides, perfect time to drop granddad fill in (laughs) with Lola. (laughs) Now I understand Lexi snitching because that's what a child is. A child's innocent and impulsive and doesn't think about what the reaction's going to be but Lola on the other hand decides no this is wrong I have to make a stand I mean I don't know where she's got all these moral principles from all of a sudden but she certainly has so (laughs) she
0: charges we still haven't found out about her and Peter yet
1: yes yes that's just that's just swept under the rug (laughs) 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 So she charges out and tells the truth, doesn't she? she? does her duty to Denise. She informs Denise that the man who she lives with, the man who's kept a roof over her and her grandchild's head, is basically going to see his son. I don't know how this could ever go wrong for you, Lola.
0: <laughs> I did love how we saw Lola at work for a change this week. However, he, where were their visors and masks? Terrible. And how were they not really, really busy? They always seem to be closing or just opening or getting ready for opening. I'm sorry, hairdressers are in demand.
1: Yeah, they are. They were needed so much after lockdown. It's true. I mean, at least they can say, Emma, that lockdown didn't affect their business in any way. Because it's exactly the same (laughs) as before COVID. No one's in. Lola's always on different breaks. Lexi's always (laughs) off school. Like, you know, they're always short-staffed but also in so so high of a demand that they don't need the staff <laughs> or something. Whatever excuse they gave poor Chantal before they fired her. Like, I just adore this salon. Well, that's
0: the thing. I- like, in lockdown, like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, lockdown didn't really do much for them because, like, no one ever went in there, really. And if they did, they came out with exactly the same hair as they went in
1: with i mean ruby's haircut was amazing looked like nothing nothing happened
0: (laughs) they never have the staff in
1: no i love that like lola like being clumsy smashed a bunch of stuff as well and like she didn't think it was an issue when denise went i've just disinfected all of that and she's like oh it's fine man it's fine uh Well, I can see why you don't have a lot of clientele then, Lola. If that's your blase attitude to flip the personal hygiene in the middle of a pandemic. Like, come on!
0: (laughs) I mean, between them not uh, caring about dropping things on the floor and then leaving with exactly the same haircuts they've come in with, no wonder no one's going.
1: Anna, Anna. And we all know what they think about, like, you know, social distancing and family gatherings. They're always trying to go around and cook food for people. Exactly, that (laughs) is true. (laughs) I just, I adore it. I really do. Because Denise is like apologising to Lola for, you know, losing her temper, isn't she? Later on, she she apologises. She shouldn't have lost her temper. (laughs) And gives Lola the day off. I mean, (laughs) when is she ever in there? Nothing new. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Lola's like, oh, but I wasn't going to come in anyway. It's all right. (laughs) Thanks, Denise. This will be my 300th. Day off in a year.
0: <laughs> do you think when lockdown ended, Lola got a bit upset because it meant you actually had to go into work? <laughs> she's like, damn.
1: Now I've got to away do from it. That place. <laughs> <laughs> so, feeling guilty on taking her day off, I noticed that she does the entire day off before the guilt sets in, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, like the way she rolls, Lola. She's when enough, in a No, she grabbed
0: a coffee enjoyed her day watched what was going on in the square then thought oh I know she'd probably go and tell Denise
1: (laughs) now I'll tell Denise (laughs) 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 so she does she tells Denise that Phil has been seeing Raymond (gasps) but don't worry because with a protective grandmother like Ellie, I'm sure Raymond is in safe hands.
0: Well, of course he is, because I mean, she feels like she she's only known Phil for a few minutes, like a couple of days before. Yeah. And uh, she thinks she could just tell him everything because Phil's like, well, it's my sensitive nature. Yeah. And that it is. that is enough. That is enough for her to go. Right? Could you just you, you just stay with him while I go and um, go and ask some questions? Random stranger, I mean, imagine. Black. I mean,
1: this kid never wakes up for some reason when there's random people in his room. Yes, <laughs> we, need, we need to discuss the fact that <laughs> Raymond's health is not critical enough to remain in hospital, but he's never awake. <laughs> is the kid got narcolepsy? Is he in a coma? Like, what is happening? He's always asleep. <laughs> he never wakes up to a sound. No. <laughs> Tell you what, he would have been a good baby, wouldn't he? Wouldn't oh, have woken up once.
0: exactly.
1: Wouldn't have woken up once. Denise doesn't know what she missed out there. He would have been the easiest child ever. I mean, I mean imagine, he just lies there, no.
0: Imagine if he did wake up, though, and Phil's there. Because uh, Phil goes and thinks, I know, this is the appropriate time to take a selfie with my child, as he's in bed. Head in a hospital, asleep.
1: I mean, I mean, from Ellie just allowing any stranger to buy Raymond clothes, to sit with Raymond for hours, to stay overnight with Raymond, and then, then, Phil, standing over Raymond, smiling and taking a selfie as his child is hospitalised. I mean, this whole story is just... Absolute gold. This <laughs> are-
0: Raymond, like he
1: always is, asleep. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag living the dream. Quite literally, all Raymond has his dreams. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, come on. That'll be a blooming nightmare. You wake up and there's just some strange, bald, white man standing over your, your bed. He doesn't know that Bill's his dad. No, that's the thing. him and Denise keep
0: Popping up, he's gonna be like, "Who are they? <laughs>
1: yeah, Who are these strangers?" In the hospital, aren't even questioning anything. I love the like hygiene, like of this hospital. You know, like the whole quarantine rules and everything. None of that counts. Oh for nah. nothing. nothing. Yeah,
0: anyone can go in, and you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to wash your hands. Wolves we'll in. Go see the boy that sleeps twenty five hours a day.
1: <laughs> he's like a museum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an exhibit. Come see the amazing sleeping boy. Like, it's so weird. It is so weird. She has got to be the worst parent or guardian on the square. I will hang that title over her. I know I've given it to Linda in the past when she just lets, you know, Frankie take us son to the park, despite not knowing her. But Ellie is the greatest, worst grandmother ever. <laughs>
0: Ever. Imagine if Ray woke up
1: and. Ray? Ray, you know him that well. Ever <laughs> scanning there every other day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, me and Ellie, I'm her a cheese sandwich and she thought,
0: come on in. <laughs> Imagine if Raymond woke up and he was just posing, doing like a pout or something behind filling the selfie, like. <laughs> sort of common. <bombing>. Yeah. <laughs> i just love that phil thought this was the perfect photo of him and his son like nah oh, that's where's
1: nice. he gonna put that photo because obviously like he's doing it so he's got a picture of his son but like that is not a photo you want of your child is it like in a hospital bed what you can't see what you
0: can't see is connor is lying back with his eyes closed, <laughs> like he's in the hospital
1: they know I'm very method, Emma. Our listeners know I'm very method. I embody the characters, <laughs> so how better to embody Raymond than to physically go to sleep?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about that hospital. Like for all the they like you said, the hygiene stuff, but also they're they're allowing that kid to go out, and he hasn't woken up yet.
1: I know. I love that. Yeah, yeah. She, she took him out earlier today, just for a short walk though, around the park. <laughs> Okay, but is he awake? No, no, just wheeled him out in chair. I think he sleepwalks. <laughs> that that explains that he checked himself out. He slept, checked himself out. <laughs> you know that
0: this <laughs> the kids clearly just asleep because if they give him any lines, I have to pay him extra.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. It's... I wonder if there is a bit of sneakiness there. <laughs> we know the truth. Well... Denise, she's not having this. So all of Phil's great, great memories, perfect memories even with Raymond, they're all going to get destroyed because she phones Ellie (gasps) to warn her. And that's where we go to a lovely little meet-up between Denise and Ellie. They have a little heart-to-heart, don't they? She tells tells her all about Phil. All about him. I mean, she doesn't. She could have told him about all the murders and crime and things that like he's been involved in, but she skips over that, and just says he's a bad man, a bit like that DI. She's <laughs> like he's trouble. His whole family's trouble. And it's like, you might want to be more specific to a complete stranger who has no information on Phil. What do you mean, trouble? Is he like got a criminal record? Is he just a bit mischievous, like Dennis the Menace? Like, what do you mean, trouble? <laughs> <laughs> But Ellie isn't happy. She's not happy with either of them. Once Denise reveals that not only is Phil Raymond's father, she's also Raymond's mother. I mean, rightly so. Ellie's a bit freaked out. These two imposters have basically nestled their way in to Raymond's hospital room. I mean, they didn't do much nestling, but okay. They they somehow wormed their way in.
0: Yeah, they pretended to be other people and then decided to Sit with a young boy for like Denise. Stayed overnight, she bought, Mm. she was going to buy him pajamas. Um, Phil's taking selfies and stuff. Like,
1: that's strange, (laughs) yeah. And so she's a bit freaked out, yeah. And she decides she's going to leave. And now we get another one of our fabulous Denise arguments with phil when she it. basically just goes over and she does what she always does which is just slag phil off and phil says barely anything i love when <laughs> she walked in and she just walked in and went, shut up <laughs> <laughs> she interrupts his football even though it's not been on for months <laughs> like i just love it <laughs> i love when
0: um she was like she knows everything well she should go on mastermind <laughs> I <love that>. yeah. <laughs>
1: what's your special subject ellie Everything.
0: <laughs> I do love the dynamic between um, Phil and Denise. Oh, I find them so great.
1: Good. It's so good because actually, weirdly, Phil doesn't have the same. You know, like when some women who he's been with have like argued back at him or like snapped at him, he's very fiery, and very aggressive, straight back at them. But weirdly, he's not like that with Denise. Yeah, I, I really, I think he really has a soft
0: spot for Denise and Kim because so you think he's delivered Kim's baby, and. That time he dropped over presents, as if, I think he's got a soft spot for them.
1: I think he does. There's something between him and Denise. I'm not ruling them out. <laughs> I'm not shipping them. I'm not shipping them, guys, but I'm not ruling them out. Because there is a certain dynamic there between yeah. the two of them.
0: I kind of want them to, like, join forces in some sort of way. Yes. Like... I don't know in like what way. I just want them to be like a double act. Like they don't be, they're not a couple, yeah. but they're like a double act.
1: <laughs> like they're cool parents and they're very good to each other. Like they're nice. They get on. Yeah, yeah, that would be. But nice. I also and want them to. Out...
0: I still want them to argue, though. Obviously. Of course. Because their arguments course. are the best thing. But yeah.
1: Yeah, and they take out Ellie, who will eventually be revealed to be some sort of evil woman.
0: <laughs> I don't think she's <laughs> his grandma. The way she goes on, she's oh, lets yeah, anyone in.
1: She's just like, yeah, sit with them. You won't believe it. I don't even know him really. <laughs> I'm just here too. <laughs> yeah. The real grandma Ellie let me in as well.
0: The kid's sleeping. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> Rainbow wakes up and goes, who
1: are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who are you? <laughs> I love it because then Phil's house seems to just be this revolving door of random interruptions. Because then Lola comes in. And the next day, and it's like, oh, you're just going to give us the cold shoulder, are you? You're going to freeze us out, are you? Well, we're not going to talk until next Christmas. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, Ellie comes charging in. (laughs) 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 No one comes to open the door. Ellie charges in. She's at it. She's like, you know, we don't need this, especially now. And Phil's like, what do you mean, especially now? So then, Ellie, let's slip. That Raymond... (sniffs) Raymond's in serious trouble, Emma. It's so bad, He's going to need some pins in his bones or something. I, I, I don't quite understand what the surgery is, but yeah. he's going to have some serious surgery. And he's on a wait list that could last 300 years. Oh, God! From, from the sounds of it, from Ellie. But all she needs is five grand, and she can get that boy the surgery he needs. You know what?
0: Well, I think... Maybe Raymond's a bit like Sleeping Beauty, but wake him up with five grand and the kids are doing a runner. And uh, well, Phil, I mean, Phil has cured him. Phil has cured him with that five grand
1: and he's huh? woke up and off he goes. Five grand's the new 100 grand, you know? It, <laughs> it really is. is. Yeah. Look at Sonia, but she got blackmailed, it was the five grand she had to give him.
0: And we were saying he should have done the hundred, but yeah,
1: should have. he fit. started a trend started a trend i loved
0: it though because phil then obviously thanked lola because he thought he was getting closer to raymond and and she was like oh you're gonna thank me then he did and then i was like when he finds out that they've stole his money and done a runner i think lola you might want to pack your bags yeah
1: (laughs) you won't be on the christmas
2: card list lola
0: Linda's a bit worried about Mick this week and uh, she heads off to see Tina and they want to chat about Mick. So Tina lets Frankie look after the Albert. But
1: does she? No. (laughs) I mean, I do love it because this week kind of opens with Tina sulking because her niece won't sleep with her. It's just like... (laughs) And then, then Tina living for Tina being on new COVID marshal. Because she's like, remember to anti-back all these surfaces, Frankie, before I go. <laughs> and then she takes herself off for her unauthorised break. One of many unauthorised breaks that Tina takes this week.
0: <laughs> and then Kathy walks in on this unauthorised break. And yeah. she's like, uh, Tina... Why aren't you at the Albert? There's no one there. There's someone waiting. And she's like, well, I'll let Frankie look after the place. Like, you know, <laughs> our brand new assistant. <laughs>
1: yeah. She's like a, a barmaid. It's not like she just has like all the authority to do everything there. <laughs> Tina's like, what, a manager or yeah. something?
0: <laughs> and uh, classic Frankie. Where do you think she
1: is? She's with Mick. She's gone to the place that she always goes to, Emma, when she's, <laughs> she always, she's upset. Always. She, you know, always goes there. You know, it's our favourite thing. Remember, our favourite thing in is remember when they decide to stick in like something, a little tidbit of knowledge that never happened, but the character claims did happen. So like Bobby used to go and sit on the swings whenever he was upset. And he loved a chocolate muffin. muffin. Oh, he loved a chocolate muffin, yeah. Yeah, remember? <laughs> remember, remember. <laughs> well, Frankie always comes to the park something peaceful about a park remember yeah i love this bit though when
0: she's like something peaceful about here and and getting your head straight well frankie you're babbling on in his ear so i don't actually think he's having any peace at this particular moment to deal with anything (laughs) and you can hear like loads of noise in the background you know like ambient sounds all the kids kids at the park are like "Wow!" and he's just sat and she's like "Peaceful, peaceful here isn't it mick (laughs)
1: <laughs> she's one of those people who like says you know when someone dies yeah it was a peaceful death it was a peaceful death but then you look over in the casket and they're like <laughs> 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 it was a peaceful death but you know they're contorted and terrified <laughs> we've got different versions of peaceful i think being frankie <laughs> very peaceful here yeah. But then you can just hear like someone playing the ghetto blaster. Oh no,
0: the rattling bug! Are you all right, Alfie?
1: <laughs> are you all right, Mick? See, so he just appears beside Mick. No, <laughs> See, got coffee. no it's Dermot.
0: <laughs> or maybe it's Frankie. Oh,
1: well, we'll never know. One <laughs> of those mysteries. I just love it because then then Frankie obviously sits down chats with him and she's really lovely in this moment she's like listen if this if me being here stressing you out if you're worried that I'm going to like tell Linda you don't have to worry you don't have to tell Linda ever if you don't want to and I was like my god I said this last week Frankie is the best of all of those kids mm. who come back and they're like you're my mother Oh, like, you're yeah. my dad. You know, those people, they always come back into the square and they always never understand when, like, their parents who didn't know they existed are a little bit put off, <laughs> like, by the fact that they've just randomly appeared.
0: Well, she's uh, very understanding. She is.
1: Up until... Well, yes, up until now. <laughs> up until she finds out that Mick he had an affair with someone called Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wendy who? <laughs> <laughs> Not another one, Mick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> you know Wendy, she works at out of the calf. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: is she the one who does the um the toilets down Turpin Road? Oh
0: that might be her actually. Yeah, That's looks like her. the
1: dictator. Yeah, yes. looks just like that dictator. <laughs> 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 I love it. Obviously what she thought she heard wasn't Wendy, it was it was Whitney. That's what what Max um, kind of let slip, didn't he, when he well, was talking?
0: Max was clearly doing this because obviously Mick goes to apologise to for calling Max a predator and stuff last week mm. and um, kissing Linda, and then Max takes this opportunity to not just let it. He pretends he's letting it slide. He pretends, and he's like, "Yeah, it must have been weird in court when they had to, to bring up your your affair with Whitney," and he's like, "Well, it wasn't an affair," and you could tell he's just like. Oh, <laughs> I'm just getting my and, own back <laughs> I've had I plenty of affairs
1: Mick yeah. <laughs> I love that it's Max He's like sitting there going Finally it's my it's turn It's my I turn I can cast judgement On someone else's infidelity Because remember Max's were just a joke They were just, they were a, just joke. a joke They a joke If you can hear what Tanya It was just a joke <laughs> But Frankie thinks Mick's a liar He's a liar. And he had an affair, not only with someone called Wendy, but with her mother. And that's why he's so stressed out, because he doesn't want Linda finding out. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that later, because cut back to Tina telling off Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) It's become a new sideshow, I feel like. I feel like that's another (laughs) sideshow.
0: The Tina and Frankie show. (laughs) Yeah, it is like that, isn't it?
1: And then... Frankie, to stop Tina giving us such a hard time, mentions the name that shall be not named. She who shall not be spoken of. Katie Lewis. (gasps) But instead of filling Tina with dread, Tina bursts into like jubilance. She's like, Katie Lewis? No way, we go way back. And at this point, we
0: still have no idea who this is. So we're still going, who?
1: Who could both inspire (laughs) absolute dread and make and pure happiness in Tina? Who is this woman? (laughs) Like, who is she? Unless
0: she was in um, Tina's favourite TV shows. Because, you know, they're Uh, reality, so she'll be able to meet a star.
1: Yeah. Well, I felt like Katie Lewis is giving me, like, Galadriel from Lord of the Rings vibes. You know, like, elven queen who's like all shall love me and despair and the next minute she's like lovely he's the light of our most precious star like that's how i imagine katie lewis she's like love me and despair but here's the light from our star tina
0: obviously later on we find out exactly who katie lewis is oh, and uh yeah it's took a dark turn um
1: yeah, we all had theories, didn't we, guys, about Frankie? We all Frankie? had, yeah.
0: We all had loads of theories, so many different ones. And um... Well, Tina takes an unofficial lunch break again. Another <laughs> one. Out. I love the way she's like, I treat you to lunch, but they're all just sitting in the Vic with drinks. Live... Well, they lived there. They moved out for a certain reason, and they're always there.
1: <laughs> Linda's alcoholism doesn't matter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up, Linda. I want to go. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to go Linda, to the Vic. You've got to come with work. You'll love it. You'll love it. It's a good night out. Good day out. Come on, let's get a drink on. Tina's <laughs> like the worst person to have around you if you're an apologist. She in really is. She's
0: she always is. like, let's meet at the Vic where we used to live. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go back and be Hashtag perfect
0: memories. memories. <laughs> Hashtag memories are perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag living the dream. <laughs> Oh, do you remember that's where Shirley confessed that? Who's your brother? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that's where Mam said, Not my boy, <laughs> Charles boy. <laughs> so many perfect memories.
0: And then she has a quote, Home is where the memories are made. This is where Sylvie announced she could have been a star.
1: Star. <laughs> oh, well she announced that every week there, didn't she? <laughs> exactly. Mother could have always said I could have been a star. I love the way she used to say it. It was everything. It was episode. every time she was talking. <laughs> always looking in the mirror as well, doing her
0: hair. She was always doing her
1: hair. I always, mother always said I was the pretty one. <laughs> I always said I could have been a star. I'll just love her. I loved Sylvie. We didn't love her back then. We should have. We did. not should
0: yeah. we, we were too late to the party.
1: We were. We were. Do you know, I feel like Sylvie's one of those people that, you know, you don't know what you're missing until it's gone. Oh
0: yeah, you don't know what you've got till it's
1: gone. That is, <laughs> it, what, that is, Sylvie. That's what that song's talking about. It is actually. It is <laughs> Sylvie and, and Babe and Stan. Oh. The, the trio were perfect. Really, I mean, if we want to throw a <laughs> fourth in Claudette I was as well,
0: throw her in the mix.
1: <laughs> throw her in as well. <laughs> e, what a group! What a group! Those were the times to be alive. That's a god level character building. God level. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically the unholy trinity of EastEnders like perfect
0: <laughs> I'll never forget them
1: never never
0: I'm just gutted two of them definitely can't
1: come yeah back. two of them are definitely dead one of them's probably not going to come back and the other cursed the rest of them so chances <laughs> are she's probably not coming back either Hey, we do still wish her to return though. there's still hope for her yeah we're still holding out hope for Aunt Babe come back Aunt Babe <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing as well. Come on, it's perfect timing with Frankie. <laughs> so they're all reminiscing about Katie Lewis. Family friend she was. Saint Katie, according to Shirley. What flipping heck, she's a Saint and she's scary and she's wonderful. I mean who is this mystery woman?
0: Well she was their carer. When Tina was busy being a teenager. Mick was following around like a a puppy. And we find out Mick was 12.
1: Oh. I think the penny dropped for all of us. And the terror and disgust set into not only Frankie, who visually was disturbed, but everyone watching. Mm. We were all just like...
0: Yes, so Frankie realises that Mick was 12 and it turns out her man was in her 20s. Oh! So it turns out Mick was abused as a child. Da, da,
2: da, 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 da,
0: so Whitney's getting ready for a trial. She is uh putting her stuff in bin bags and she's making a call to Bianca, who is not turning up, even though she would technically be a credible witness, because she was the one who was originally talking to Leo and being blackmailed, and then that's how he got to Whitney.
1: Yeah, I have so many things to say about Bianca. I obviously understand that Bianca was meant to make an appearance, but COVID, COVID stopped that.
0: Oh, it stopped everything, didn't it? I mean, it even took where Bianca return.
1: But can I just say, if it stops Bianca coming back, could you please, please just write her out in some way that doesn't make her sound like the most <laughs> neglectful mother in <laughs> the world? She's <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, wait, can't come in. Got a double shift at BM. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, look, that
0: work was the excuse. So, even though she would have known about this in advance, like, yeah, nah, just got called in.
1: <laughs> I also don't know that the court wouldn't call her. Like, to me, like you're saying, she would be a credible witness that they'd probably want to call. Yeah. Like, she knew Leo King prior to Whitney knowing him. She also knew Leo's dad. Like, there's lots of elements there that really Bianca would have been a vital part of. So why doesn't the go contact her? And if they did, there's no way Bianca can just be like, sorry, can't come in, you know, crowd cramp- because I uh, got work. Yeah, busy today, busy busy shift today. I was just thinking, because obviously it, they
0: were all on different days, all these mm. different ones we've been seeing Whitney at, and um, Tiff couldn't go to the first one because uh, Whitney was saying, no, go and support Keegan um, at the funeral. Now this one's like, what, a week later? Why was Tiff not at the hearing? Like, a sister could have been (laughs) gone down as guilty, even though we know she's not. Like, wouldn't you go and support her? Even if, you know,
1: you would just go and support her and, like, she didn't, and that was a bit weird. I mean, at least we can say that Tiffany is consistent. True. She's consistently not there for her sister. She takes after her mum, really. (laughs) She takes after her (laughs) mum.
0: Oh, yeah, she got a call.
1: about the Jackson women? Shad work. Yeah, shad work.
0: Sorry, Tip, can't come in. Yeah,
1: can't Well, work. do you
0: not think they might get it off a certain favourite of yours?
1: What, you mean? Carol Jackson? <laughs> Lightning in the background. <laughs> Should Honestly, I put it in? Should I put special effects in? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you mean Carol Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> I still to this day, despise Carol Jackson. She's a terrible mother. And Bianca's not far off going down that road, so she needs to step up and look after wit. But I will say this. I have a bit of an announcement. Carol Jackson is no longer my mortal enemy. <gasps> there is a new female antagonist in my life. Wow. Someone... Who has broken all the rules of love, friendship, honour. Someone who the sacred bond of marriage and loyalty mean nothing. Someone who profits from crime and despicable actions. (laughs) Well, I think you all know the name of this individual. And her name is Ruby Allen.
0: (gasps) She has been bad for... To take over Carol.
1: Yeah. Carol took years for me to hate her. Carol took years. It took me like 20 years to hate Carol. (laughs) Ruby's managed to hit them in a year.
0: True. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Ruby, you shouldn't have done what you've done because getting on the bad side of... No,
1: nope. That's it. She's in the black book now.
0: Oh, he's never going to let you live
1: this down, Ruby. Nope. I'll remember this forever, never forget. <laughs> and Bianca's busy, so she's got to go, <laughs> even though Whitney's breaking down crying. I mean, again, perfect mothering there, clearly takes after Carol. Um, yeah, too busy, too busy.
0: But we've got Sonia, and Sonia's looking after Whitney, isn't she? Gotta God, I love Sonia. I did love how, obviously we know, What's happened with um, Grey and Chantel. But at this point in time, no one else knows. Only Grey knows. And so, to Sonia, Grey is a grieving man, grieving his wife. So she thinks it's a perfect moment after she's just said, Terrible, isn't it? Terrible, Linda. I know. Oh. Uh, Terrible. Can you can't help wait. She really needs you. She needs someone. She needs a lawyer. Like, it's probably, mm, it's probably not the best, time. <laughs>
1: I kind, I kind of just love the way that it goes, it jumps from, yeah, it's terrible. Terrible, he's lost someone so precious to him. It's really shocking, really sad. But help her, please, help her. Won't you do anything, Grey? Like, it was, like, hysterical. I was like, son, <laughs> love you, love you, son. But calm down before you scare Grey off. You've got nothing else on your mind. Come on, Grey. Yeah, I love that. What are you doing, man? You've got nothing else going on. (laughs) Wait, you mean you're still grieving for your wife? Like, that is like the level of reaction from Sonia.
0: (laughs) So Grey does end up going to see Whitney and he sees her throwing her bin bags out, full of that stuff.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's just me every Monday. (laughs) Get rid of this trash. <laughs> don't want son, you know, having a deal with all of this.
0: <laughs> and well, Grey goes and tells her she's got to plead not guilty. She's got to tell the truth. She's not pleading guilty like she wants to.
1: Because why, Emma? Because as Chantelle always said, which I don't think she did, but we'll, we'll humour her for this moment. The truth comes out in the end. Another saying we never knew anyone said. So touched by that saying, Whit decides Cray is right. I am not guilty, and I will plead not guilty. Then a spanner hits the works and ruins it when her lawyer mysteriously comes down with food poisoning.
0: I'm sorry, do you say mysteriously. I think you mean conveniently.
1: Because <laughs> who can step in? Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, has he actually taken to like poisoning people now? Is he like, has <laughs> is, is Green out gone down like a completely different avenue now? Like a poisoned umbrella kind of thing. Poke someone. <laughs> I just
0: thought it was so convenient that the QC was not there and it had to be someone else to do the closing statement because you knew for a fine fact they were going to go, well, who else knows Whitney? Who knows her like her QC? I know Surprise. someone. And it was great. <laughs> of course it was.
1: Can you imagine if the door just opened and it was actually Bianca? <laughs> I will represent her. It's just like, I thought you knew, you, you thought I wasn't going to turn up, didn't you? I well, I'm just now. <laughs> <have> love that! <laughs> Shame that didn't actually happen, and Gray ended up turning up instead, looking a little bit frazzled. He was. I love
0: the way they were saying, "Oh no, the closing statements have to be done today." The judge is not having it. They need someone now, and it was like, "What happens if they couldn't get Gray just now, though?" Yeah, like they needed him within thirty minutes. Like, what happens if they couldn't get him in thirty minutes? Like, what was Whitney going to do? Just not have a closing statement? <laughs>
2: guilty <laughs> by default <laughs> it's like
0: that's not fair and then anyway great does a closing statement you realize that it's actually him talking about himself mm. and the way he's been with chantelle but obviously no one else realizes that at this point
1: it's very interesting some of the things he describes doesn't mm. he to to Leo, because some of it isn't actually the Leo. No, like some of it definitely is. Yeah. But some of it isn't such as personal punch bag. Yeah. I don't remember him being physically domestically abusive towards wit. So I think we know who that's referring to. Um, But I did find some of his statements like murder in slow motion. That was fantastic. That was such a good statement to make and saying, how many other women Mm. are going to die because it's almost like he's talking to the audience when he says it as well, like the actor himself, how many more women are going to die needlessly because they loved the wrong man and you use like no one believed that, believed that or didn't help them. And it's like, wow, it's such a powerful moment. Like, to come, come from, like, again, it's coming from the horrible abuser, but, like, it's such a poignant statement to come from the actor himself and to be projected into, like, everyone's screens from EastEnders. Fantastic statement.
0: So, as you know, in November, we'll be releasing our special episode on Chantelle and Grey's storyline, so stay tuned for that if, you, if you're if wanting to listen to it. Um, if not, no worries, we understand It's a, it's a hard topic
1: which is why we chose to separate uh, it in the first place. Um, So Whit, she's touched. You can physically see she's touched by Gray's words. Um, And he vehemently defends her. He, He destroys any chance that she's going to be found guilty when he says the line, the real person who should be up in this courtroom on trial is Leo King. And that is the absolute truth, isn't it? And so, rightly, our wit is found not guilty.
0: Yay! We don't have to get the free Whitney t-shirts out. She's free. Yay! She's free! And more people go to her celebratory drinks than they do Martin and Ruby's. Yay!
1: Perfect! (laughs) And guess what, Emma? (laughs) Added bonus, robot Laura says that Greg can have his job back. <laughs> I loved seeing Laura again. I've
0: missed her. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I love when she used to just walk in the house, just let herself in, make herself a drink. I still expect her to. Good times. We miss you, Laura.
1: <laughs> Great doesn't, because he's not taking his job back.
0: <laughs> True.
1: Bing.
0: Favourite scene of the week. Our favourite scene this week has to be Phil taking a selfie with sleeping Raymond in the hospital bed.
2: (laughs) Favourite scene of the week.
0: (laughs) This week's Sleepin' Dan goes to none other than Ruby and Martin. I mean, I feel like we've already covered absolutely every reason why.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we need to say anything more. Um, Just terrible people. And our hero of the week goes to Stacey. I mean, it has to, doesn't Emma? Because Stacey has put up with a lot of trash this year and a lot of heartbreak last year. And then she still had the decency... To invite in her adulterous little f- ex friend and her ex husband to her daughter's b- birthday party.
0: As Stacey is our hero of the week, we will be rating this week out of Stacey's and we're going to give this week of episodes four Stacey's.
1: I think it has to be four this week because we. Definitely enjoyed the episode. I know I did. I definitely enjoyed the episodes watching them. Great fun, great stuff to laugh about, and you know, given with loads <laughs> of loads of ammunition and loads of jokes. But it's not, it wasn't a grand slam kind of episode, yeah. was it? A series of episodes. It wasn't like a big explosive storyline. So that's why it gets four rather than a five. Du,
2: du, 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 du,
0: Welcome to E20 in Reverse. So if any of you are a fan of the Chris Miles show, you will have heard them play Reverse Words. When I was an intern on the show, I absolutely loved when we got to play this game and uh, I thought, well, why not have a go, but E20 style? So firstly, if you haven't listened to the Chris Miles show and you want to hear Reverse Words, go and check them out there on Radio X or go and check out their podcast. So yeah, we thought, well, let's give it a go ourselves. Let's pick. A saying from EastEnders. I've said it and I've then reversed it. I've sent it to Connor and he has to say the reverse version. So whatever I've said on the reverse version, he has to copy. So he's got (laughs) to say that version out loud. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to then unreverse it. And I'm going to see if he's managed to match what I've said by playing my original version and then his next to it. So let's see. So let's give it a go. Let's try this. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else.
1: <laughs> so now I'm going to try and mimic this this wonderful reversed word. That is playing in my ears. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking in tongues.
0: <laughs> so this is what it was meant to sound like. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else.
1: 57 was
0: my fifty seven? Was everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> and this is what Connors
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> I just can say there's not much to say. <laughs> 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 i feel like we've definitely kept it in line with halloween actually i feel like it very much is like scary <laughs> it's like i've been possessed <laughs> i just love how it sounds like i haven't even went and
0: put it back it's like it's just the same clip it's, same. it's like i haven't even done anything there should be I mean, it's time to just like. 57 was my nan. <laughs> <laughs> you can really hear the 57 right
1: at the beginning. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yes, <we're gonna> <laughs> <laughs> I think I got an right in
0: the whole thing. <laughs> <Anne>. <laughs> I mean, we could always give this another go, another week. Yes! So we've got the Ouija board back out this week. And I am with it today. Who are we going to speak to? Oh, right. Oh, right. Yep. Yes. Princess. Have you ever crossed over to the spirit world before? Oh, I got it. I got a yes. They've, they've been to the. Okay, it'd be the spirit world before. Okay, one more. One more. They're, oh, they're spelling out
1: Vic. Oh. Who could it be, Connor? Well, I mean, Princess is such a common pet name nowadays, isn't it? Really? I mean, you know. There was that bloke who pretended to be Sharon's father who came in and called her princess, and everyone was very confused. Yeah, yeah so remember, it, remember that? It could have been him, but I have a feeling I know this spirit. I have a feeling that Denny Akura knows this spirit. And if my instincts are correct, I think that this spirit that we're talking to it's Den Watts. Yes, yes.
0: You're correct. Woo. Now, which spirit will we speak to next week?
2: Da, 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 da,
1: da, da, Welcome back, listeners to Mostly Ghostly. It's a bit different this year due to COVID and all the plague and stuff.
0: Yes, this year we are in lockdown, so Denny will contact me whenever he feels a spirit come into him or I give him a call. If I hear something strange in the neighbourhood, he will then guide me around my new home, the Vic, over FaceTime. Oh, Denny's calling. Okay. Hi, Denny. All right, I was just watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh, it's... um, a friend of mine keeps saying, Grey's flipping flippin' out of me."
1: Yes, yes, Sharon. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Can I hear you, Sharon? I can hear you. I can hear you, Denny. Right. Well, I've just got. I've just got a feeling. I've just got a feeling. I said. I said, Patrice, we've got to call Sharon immediately.
0: If you don't remember, are you a new to us? I'm Sharon Fielding, paranormal investigator.
1: And I'm Denny Akura, famous psychic medium to the stars.
0: Denny is usually joined by a spirit guide. Sometimes it's the restless spirit of Jim from Redwater, still looking for the two cousins who stole his wife's belongings. Other times it's the ghost of an Elizabethan playwright. To
1: be or not to be, that is the question. Mother always said I could have been a star.
0: Or even that bloke who cleans the toilets on Turban Road.
1: Which spirit guide is with us today, Denny? Well, none of them, Sharon. None of them. None of them. They're busy. They're doing spirit karaoke down at A20, the ghost the ghost bar A20. Oh. You see, that's how it works. Like, places also die, Sharon. And they go there. <gasps> oh, it's I It's a didn't bit like how that. Dark Martin's storyline died. And it went over to the other side as well.
0: Oh, you're still yeah. being a bit possessed by that, Denny.
1: Yes, yes, sometimes. Sometimes, yes. It's me, Dark Marlin. I hate you all. Oh, I don't know where that came from, Sharon. don't know where that came from. Uh, I hope uh, I haven't been
0: out deck collecting again. That was a bad one. That was a bad No, that spell. was a bad
1: patch, that, Sharon. It was a bad patch. That was a bad patch. But But thankfully, I managed to exercise, exercise that spirit. And so now I'm joined, I'm joined with a lovely friend of mine. Lovely friend of mine. Just don't let him go anywhere near Cliffs, so it triggers him quite a bit. Lovely friend of mine, Barry, Barry Evans. Barry Evans. Yes, he's a large man. A large man. Yes. Why did you call? What,
0: who, who did you and Barry
1: feel? Barry's felt a lot of women in his life, a lot of women in his life. There was uh, Natalie and that other one, that other one. What was her name, Barry? What was her, What was her name? Janine Butcher. Janine Butcher. She passed over, Barry. No, no, Sharon, she's alive. That one's alive. Oh, good, OK. Don't, don't know about the other one. Don't know about the other one. A career's definitely gone, though. Career's definitely passed over to the other side.
0: I'll contact yes. our producers and find
1: out for you, Denny. Thank you, thank you. Yes, Sharon. Uh, the reason why I'm calling, Sharon, is because I had this terrible feeling. Terrible feeling. And now as we're talking, can you, can, can you sense anything, Sharon? Because I'm getting big vibes, scary vibes, evil vibes even, Sharon.
0: Oh my, that, oh my God, oh my God, Denny. So I had the lights off. Right. And uh, just to watch Grey's Anatomy, I just... Couldn't we bothered to go and turn them back on? You know, as you can. Right, and it's just
1: in an orb. <gasps> right, that'll be him. That'll be okay. him. There's a little boy spirit. He's just coming. He doesn't mean you any harm, sharing this one. This one's okay. this one's friendly. Well, mostly friendly. He does sometimes do some, you know, online online bullying. But other than that, he's mostly friendly.
0: Someone's typing on the laptop, but there's <gasps> there's only me here.
1: Oh, yes, Sharon, I've just got that. I've just seen you've just posted on your Facebook. Denny knows nothing, he's a creep. But he's a right, he, he loves to mess on Disney. He loves to mess on that, that spirit. That, that I'm going to write back now, actually, Sharon. I'm going to write back. Shut up, you know nothing. You drowned in the Thames. Yeah, yeah, taught him a lesson there, Sharon. Taught him a lesson there. Oh, he's just posted another picture A picture of you. Hashtag, oh, my God. Hashtag live in the dream. Do they hashtag have cameras in the, dream? in the
0: afterlife, Denny?
1: They, he's, I think he's using your webcam there, Sharon. <gasps> I think he's somehow used your webcam. Yeah, yeah. Should I turn it off? No, Sharon. You don't want to do anything that'll anger the spirits. I'm not here to anger. I
0: thought you said he was a nice, a nice
1: spirit. Wait, Yes, he He's a nice, but he's very cold, Sharon. It's very cold and wet. He just wants to say, just wants to say, fill a thrush your head down the toilet. Oh. 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 There's a very strong feeling here, Sharon, from this little spirit. It's a new spirit, you see. It's very angry. He shouldn't be dead. He shouldn't be dead. Someone, someone did this to him. Who did this to him, Barry? Who did? Ian Beale. Ian Beale. <gasps> Ian Beale, did this to. Did he do this to you? That's shock. That's that's terrible.
0: Not a man that's, of the people. He's a man of the people.
1: No. He says. <gasps> he says. Oh. Ian killed me. He locked me up. He locked me up and I drowned, Charlotte. <gasps> <gasps> yes.
0: Now, could we ask uh, this spirit? Yes. Is this another prank like he's just done to you on Facebook? Or is this definitely correct that man of the people, Ian Beale, has been doing has done this to this poor, poor boy?
1: Right, well, he's, he's saying he can hear you now, Sharon. He can hear what you're saying now. And he wants you to know, he wants you to know that Ian's a prat. A prat! Okay. That's what he wants you to know. And that he did this. He definitely did this. This isn't a prank, and he oh, wants.
0: I'm sorry, Denny, Denny. I've just got a text from our producers, and they're saying, "Oh, oh apparently there is an investigation going on, um, and right. and it's due to a little boy who has the same name as you. He's also called Denny." Yes, yes,
1: Denny, Denny, Denny. Yes, yes. Denny,
0: yes. That's Do you know this, Denny? Or is this just I, a
1: coincidence? I think it's just a coincidence, Sharon. I think it's just a very, very peculiar coincidence that I have his name and you, you, Sharon, have the name of his mother. Yes, Sharon is his mother. <gasps> Sharon Watts. Is this why he wants to
0: come and talk to us? Is, is he feeling that he, he can because... We can relate to
1: him. Yes. And he says, oh, he's going, he's going, Sharon. He says, it's all right, Sharon. I'm going now because me granddad's going to come with me. His granddad, lovely man, Sharon. Oh. Lovely man. Oh, that's good. Lovely man. Bludgeoned in the head by a stone dog. Oh, man lo- Lovely man. Lovely lo- man. Lo- oh, had a few affairs as well, but lovely man. Lovely man, yeah. Okay, okay, Danny." I'll see you later then. Oh, I don't want to frighten you, Sharon, but there's something, something behind you. I don't want you to get frightened. Okay. But I'm sensing.
0: Who is it? Are they a nice spirit? No, Sharon. Oh my God, no Denny, help.
1: They're not a nice spirit, Sharon.
0: They say. Please, just, just help me. I know that there's lockdown and everything, but I'm
1: sure you can come and help. I'll send Barry over. Okay. I'll send Barry over. He can go right over right now. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Barry. Barry, you go over, you saw so... Oh, he says he can't he's scared of cliffs. He's scared of cliffs and he can't he can't come across because they've been crossing a lot of cliffs to get here. To get there. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Right. Right. I'll it's... send another spirit. I'm a bit scared, Denny. It's all right, don't be scared, Sharon. Don't be scared. Get off for you. Right. Oh, okay. The spirit who How I'm close? To. How close are they behind me?
0: Very close. Can okay. I stay still? Very close. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think. of trying to get the name here. I'm trying to get the name here. It's just a lewdness. They're showing us lots of scenes right now, Sharon. Lots of scenes. It's I'm gone saying, very cold, Denny. It's gone very cold. I'm saying crowded pubs. But the crowds, they're not like all crowds. They're from a different time, Sharon. A different place, even. It's like... I'm feeling the number 1882, 1882, yes, yes, maybe possibly early 1900s, I can't quite remember when the pub opened, but yes, some sometime around then, and, and I'm feeling cold, cold. I'm very, very
0: cold, cold right now, Danny, I'm really
1: cold. Sharon? For some strange reason, the connection was lost between Sharon and myself. It could be the ghosts, or it could just be dodgy Skype. Whatever the reason, we couldn't continue our investigations. Tune in next week, listeners, for a special, one-of-a-kind, mostly ghostly virtual seance, where we will try to contact the spirits of the square in a fantastic two-part special.
0: This week's episode is sponsored by E20's Bleach.
1: Do you ever get sick of not being able to recycle your bleach bottles? Well, guess what? We now do glass bleach bottles. And if you get tired of those, you can just smash them on the floor.
2: I curse you. Curse the lorry.